It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not, he's not evil. He's just a bit rude. It's time now for what Brady would do. The most moral man in all of Phoenix is about to solve all your problems, and there are some problems coming in, I'll tell you. Folks got troubles. Troubles right here in River City. Uh, before that, though, I said that I would eulogize uh, anyone with for 10.99. And immediately, Stephen Kuhn, man with the most difficult last name in all of 2022. I mean, you could have the last name of N-word and at least it would be funnier <laughs> than Kuhn. Huge in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, great great big back then. But now it's like, wait a second, you're trying to get away with one. I'd rather have something just more like direct <laughs> to change it. Like, yeah. But he said, uh, get this, he said, all right, eulogize my mom. She died 20 years ago by drinking antifreeze. Got any jokes for that? For 10.99, I came up with this. It turns out your mother didn't commit suicide. It was murder. Her neighbor was annoyed with her habits and her behavior and then found on Google that putting antifreeze in the bin is the fastest way to keep those coons from going through your trash. <laughs> Thank you. That's 10.99. Sold. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> Anything else, Coon? <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> oh, that's got to be the worst when you're over there at, uh, like, you know, Lolo's, and there's a wait. Like, all right, how many in your party? 
Four. Last name? I don't want to say. <laughs> Just say uh, Stephen. We got five Stevens on the list. I need a last name, sir. Johnson. We have five Johnsons <laughs> on the list. God damn it. Then you hear it ten minutes later and the whole place just erupts in gunfire. Coon, party of four, coon. <laughs> That's it. That's enough. Crack ass, crack ass. <laughs> crack ass, crack a plain joke on me. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. Your life has got to be uncomfortable a lot. He looks old, too. Those coons. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? What? Those coons age poorly. I don't know what that means. His family. Well, they don't age at all. They're too busy drinking stuff out of the garage. Mother drink antifreeze. Jesus Christ. Brutal. Anyway, all right. Oh, by the way, uh, Marine Corps vet here. Stolen Valor Brady's my favorite Guadalupe Squares participant. He needs to be on more. All right, we'll get to, we'll get to that later. Stolen Valor Brady is a... Uh, so many meals on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that <laughs> uniform, I'm telling you, it's just a Boy Scouts outfit. The ascot's got to go. Well, it used to fit. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I'm a veteran. This is a long time in the making. I slide into it. Sir, you have a below badge. Yes, I'm a veteran. Uh, dear, How about this one? Dear Brady, I watched my husband floss Saturday night. The floss string on the sink he left behind was bloody and covered in chunks of stuff. <laughs> few seconds later, I look at him and he's kind of chewing on something with his front teeth and throwing away an empty floss. He did the slide String through it off. Eat, evidently. Ooh. I never want this man's mouth anywhere close to me again. I've never been more repulsed by another human being. Is this divorce worthy? Is this a constant? I bet it's been going on the whole time. He eats his floss chunks. Tea. What would you do if Ronnie was eating floss chunks? Like a shish kebab. Just yeah. <laughs> oh. It's almost better the second time. It's been marinating in between my teeth. Uh, yeah. So you divorce that. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I sit through that twice. First off, I hope you talk to him about it immediately. Well, there's a, there's a pretty good chance it's still tough that it happens only once every five no. years because he doesn't floss too often. That's if there's blood. Well, and I, there's you know, look, I've got there. a couple spots that bleed when I floss. I've been flossing a lot more lately yeah. too, and it seems to be a lie that my hygienist told me: the more you do it, the less it'll be a problem. I have one spot where I have this fake tooth, and it bleeds. And she's like, "Just do it harder, no matter what." When yeah. I did it, and now it's bleeding harder. Imagine that. But I do it a lot. And she's always like, your gums are so healthy and you're great. Just that one spot bleeds. So if you just got to get it to where you're rougher with it. I am. I might as well have a saw in there. I'm ripping that thing apart with those those little sticks with the brushies on them. Getting that in there. I'm just tearing my gums up. So it's not the necessarily that The molars are always the tight part for me on the, the flossing. The molars are the no, tightest. But you know why? Because you open your mouth too wide. You're, you should know that. Your mom's a hygienist. You open it less, your gums will stretch or your cheeks will yeah. stretch more. You can get back there. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's not flossing. But statistically speaking, probably not flossing that much. And especially if there's big chunks, unless you you know he had a meal where he's eating you know big fibrous chunks. stuff, meat, popcorn, broccoli, meat. popcorn. Oh yeah, lettuce. Quite a kebab. Blah. Yeah, divorce this guy. <laughs> there's not enough. Listerine. 
And this is another thing. This is an argument to say always like dismiss all that religious nonsense. Live with someone before you marry them. These are the types of things you find out before you get married. Oh, like, whoa, she's yeah. a pig. Yeah. Like, you start getting bathroom habits. Because when she's just visiting, she's not throwing the bathroom habits out that are real. When they live with you, then the hurricane happens in the bathroom. Not necessarily with the poop, but all their stuff. Pads in the garbage oh, can. And yeah. <laughs> That's out. <laughs> That's Cordell and Cordell. If you don't have the decency, like, if I take dog crap and just pick it up and then just dump it in the trash... You'd think I was a pig. You bag it and you dispose of it wisely. The pad in the trash. What what raised you, Stephen Coon's mother? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Pads in the trash. You bag that up. You staple that bag shut. You put a beekeeper suit on. You take it into the alley and you burn it like a decent human being. Yuck. So you think it's divorce? You know, I they've been married so long. Do you eat your floss chunks? No. Does Ronnie eat her floss chunks? Not that he knows of. I haven't caught her. If you caught her now, this late in the game. Would I divorce her? No, I would go, that's gross. Knock it off. <laughs> and she says, no, it I love ends, the chunks. It ends today. All right, and, she says and, it ends and, today. And she'd probably say that, too. And then, go, Oop, there I am with floss coming out of my mouth. Two weeks later, she's doing it again. Well, now we're talking. We're getting now we're closer. About the we're getting Cordell. closer. That's a that's because that to me is like, what are you doing that I don't? What are you hiding? If you're doing this in front of me, what's the embarrassing thing in your life? What don't I know? Do you sift your feces? Do you, I mean, what are we doing here privately that I'm not allowed to see? If this is something you're comfortable with me seeing, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. She's a picking and a eating. Uh, dear Brady. Uh, subject line, is my father a pedophile? My wife and I have been together for five years. I've never gotten along with my father-in-law. He's a very jealous person. And at one point he got so jealous, he accused me of sleeping with my mother-in-law because we talked about football together once. Their relationship has been a complete mess from the start. They've stuck together because they got pregnant after a month of dating. Now, the gross thing is she was 16, he was 23. Eh, not so gross. That's statutory rape. and My wife is a product of that. She doesn't think it's weird, but when I play that Benny Mardones song into the night, she says it was rapey. I don't see a difference with the two things. I want to know what you guys think. Is he a pedophile? Should I run with this with my wife, Colin? <laughs> no, you I don't. You don't run so. with that theory with, yeah. with the wife? Try to, try to talk her into saying your dad's a pedophile? No. Because, I mean, um, like you said on some of this stuff, that that was kind of, uh, that happened more often. Than oh yeah, the 20, 16, 30 years ago. Yeah, sixteen twenty-three. I don't know how old they are, but in the seventies, that wasn't an uncommon uh, way to get pregnant. So, uh, but if you know, I think you'd know if there's something going on with the kid. Was there a relationship with the with his wife? He's definitely a jealous guy. He's oh, accusing yeah. him of sleeping with uh, you know. Mother-in-law. I can speak from experience here a little bit because my first wife's dad had a crush on her in a big way. There was a relationship that was on. He was jealous of me. And I, the last note I wrote him was, uh, she's all yours. You don't have to be jealous of me having sex with your girlfriend anymore. That was the last conversation we had. Because there, anymore? Well, 
Well, I wasn't going to have sex. No, with no, that's what he said. Well, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I told him. Right. I said to him. I said to oh, him. Oh, okay. I thought he was having the talk beforehand. I'm like, when well, the divorce ridiculous. thing came out, he, he fires over this. You know, I've always. I don't know why you don't think I like you, and I've always liked him. Like he was very passive aggressive with me mm-hmm. the whole time, and then I just fired back. I'm like, look, we don't have to pretend anymore. Uh, she's all yours. You don't have to worry about me having sex with your girlfriend anymore. And then sent it off because the rumor in the family was there had been a couple of moments that were uncomfortable that. They were together in a room and they were caught. Not the full shebang, but some teenage girl nudity and dad in the room shouldn't have been happening. And some photographs I found of her modeling for him that were very much like what, uh, you know, remember in Silence of the Lambs where she pulled that thing off the back and found those Polaroids of yeah. of uh, Catherine, or no, it was Catherine Bimmel. I don't know if it was Who's in there? Bimmel was the one in there. She's a great big fan person. That was the one. And she was in her underwear and stuff. Was he one no. of those dads that would shoot the uh, the model shots of his daughter? Have you seen this? Yes. My daughter's yeah. beautiful. He had one of those uh, photo albums of her, and then he was in advertising, so he was going to get her modeling. I mean, she was very pretty, but yeah. dad shouldn't have been taking those pics. And they were very amateurish, beaver hunt type stuff without all the beaver parts. Was it Harvey Weinstein OG or what? I mean, no, I'm, I'm just saying it's all allegedly, but it was fishy. And then there'd be a lot of jealousy when we were out together and I was – the boyfriend. It was odd. So, yeah, your dad's a pedophile, or your father-in-law's a pedophile. Just deal with it. He just never bought into your program all the way. Didn't think you were worthy. No. And just- no. He was just mad that I was hosing her wrong. He could show me oh, the ropes. <laughs> you call that a fingering? <laughs> I got a pointer. Watch this. <laughs> How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dear Brady, a conversation you had earlier is me thinking that my daughter is playing me so she can uh, have sex with her pimple-headed POS boyfriend on my dime in my house. I thought I was being an open parent. I allowed her to have her boyfriend over to watch Netflix and hang out. Uh, we've even been open to having him stay for dinner. Ah, he's not that bad a kid. Seemingly, they're 16, almost 17 years old. They go to Brett's alma mater in Gilbert. I heard Toledo say he makes his kid keep the doors open, and it hit me that I don't do that. Uh how do I find out if my daughter is diddling under my roof? Do I put a camera in there? Well, uh, <laughs> well, I'm home even. What do I do? You don't want to see that, Dewey. No, you Dude. don't. It's going to – odds are it's, it's, it's going to happen or it's not – yeah, it's happening. Um, the You know, the door open on the room isn't a bad policy. No, that's a pretty good one. They but still might slip no one No matter in what. I mean, that might delay – the process but they're 16 and 17 years here's old. what i inevitable would here's what i yeah. would do this is not bad say look i know you're both 16 you're both gonna have sex you're gonna do it whatever you're not gonna do it in my house you gotta find your own way and i don't want you doing it at all but if you're not gonna do it in my house and then set up big dummy old cameras in a room you know they don't work yeah but you set them up and go none of it's happening in here at all and every time he's in the house those cameras are running Period. And then just have these giant old, like, Russian... Have a, a switch that turns the red light red on. Red light, yeah. Have a, yeah, have a guy, have an engineer. Every guy's got an engineer friend that can dummy up a red light. 
And they just said, when you're here, those red lights are on. So the big cameras used to be like those a circle K yeah, and everything. The, the yeah, three lenses the day, on the front yeah. and they, they spin. Like the biggest camera you can find. In fact, you can get an old 1800s guy to, to hide under a sheet, under sheet. and fire. <laughs> yeah, have a film strip going. Anything to let them know you are being surveilled. That'll stop them. Door open, door closed. Because I tried to slip a couple in, door open. Just because for the excitement factor. They can't hear us. Let me just, let me just, just tip it. Touch it. And you play around doing that kind of stuff. Next thing you know, you're kind of humping with the door open. Nothing's stopping them. They're 16. No. The cameras will you, slow them down. You know, and some parents would say, well, just like the, uh, the parents said, or drinking, I'd rather have them drinking right. at home than sure. other places. Or Drinking's dumb. That's fine. Kids are going to drink, and being aware of that is smart. The sex thing, same thing, but there's more repercussions from that than drinking. Kids. Yeesh. High five, Brad. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's try one more here. That's not bad. Let's see this one. This one I'm reading blind. I don't know. Uh, it says, there's a guy I work with. His name's Ryan. I trained him, and now he's my leader, and he's a terrible person. He drives a forklift around like an asshole. <laughs> he, uh, he almost hit me with it. He constantly throws away important documents at my desk and my snacks. That speaks to you, Brady. He got two of his friends fired for no reason. No one likes him because he's a snitch and an ass kisser. Jesus. How do I go about getting someone fired or making his life miserable? The easiest uh, thing to do is uh, find a job somewhere else. No. Tattle on him. If he's throwing away important documents. If he's doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Wander over and say, that jackass nearly hit me with a forklift. But again, then you have to remember, you trained him. Doesn't reflect against this, his, yeah. though, too. And also, it doesn't reflect well on the trainer that the dude's tossing documents, hitting if, people with If he's tossing list. documents and doing all that, and, he, and he's told on other guys... Yeah, tattle back. Absolutely. Yeah. But have someone else tell, because you trained him. So if you trained the guy who's a terrible boss, you look bitter, and you did the bad job training. You're gonna. It's a demerit for you if this guy's a bad product. And I'm seeing, you know, I don't know. You know, this guy writing in might be... Might have been passed up by being the boss. I think boss. it's a girl. I think it was a girl who trained this person. Yeah, and then and she's they and got now the they got the job. That, could that be. wouldn't sit well. If you are a girl, because I'm looking at your name, I'm not going to use it. Uh, go in there and say that you were discriminated against. People hate that, and then get them fired for that. If you're brown at all, you got him by the ass. Just go in there and go. <laughs> He's trying to kill me because he hates brown people. He hit me with a forklift, or take one for the team, like Rudy did in Bad News Bears. You got to just go get, get go get hit by that forklift once. <laughs> ah! Brian! <laughs> he runs over brown ladies. And then you'll be swimming in whatever company's money that is. Uh, finally, Brady. Okay. I've been working at this job uh, for a while now. Good aerospace company. But one problem is that I'm doing two different jobs, but only getting paid for one I was hired to do. I'm not confrontational. How do I go about asking for more money for two people's jobs without being a jerk? Brian. Asking. Yeah. It's the toughest. Quit being a pussy. Sometimes the toughest step, but there's nothing wrong with asking. Be a man. Say it, Brady. Be a man. Be a man. (laughs) Get in there and say, I want more money. I'm doing two jobs. Doing the job of two. Price of one. You're getting a bargain here. But... He might fire you. 
So have something lined is. up. Have something lined yes. up. Before you go in there mouthing off about how much you deserve, make sure you've got something to back that up because they might not think that about you. They might think you stink at two jobs. They're just waiting for you to quit. So they have to pay your insurance. Might not be a bad thing to do right now because if that two-job thing isn't going to work out, you know they're not going to give you any more money. Right. You're asking anyway. What if another company all of a sudden has it lined up? You find out how valuable you That's are what I'm right saying. there. Yeah, go find out. Go find out your value before you. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people have a false sense of self at work that they're so important, but a lot of times they want to fire you and can't because they don't want to pay your insurance. So they just try to yeah. make your life are they miserable. Pushing, yeah, pushing they, you. They want you out. Always find out what they think of you before you start spouting off. But asking for more money, there's nothing wrong with that. And what's worse can happen? They say no. Brett experienced that for almost 15 years. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> I know I've been doing overnights for... No. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. You still work here? Wow, we have an overnight guy? <laughs> you have a good weekend. <laughs> I didn't even know. Did you guys know there's a dude named Bert on in the middle of the night? <laughs> it's Brett. Bat? I don't know. I'll never need to know. <laughs> now you're a daytime person and people like you. It's different. Uh, anyway, well, there you go. There's some gems in there today. <laughs> Ask for money. But that goes for everybody. You're not as important at your work as you think you are. No one is. You're very replaceable. We all are. And the second you spout off, I should be getting this, this, and this, you find out what your bosses actually think of you. Well, let's talk about what you do for Because you think you're doing two jobs, and we're covering you on one of them. Always know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are super important, but you might oh, also, there's, you there's might also not be. there's times where you are, you know, obviously being, I mean, there's, times where you're being taken advantage completely and you're an idiot and you're wandering around doing two jobs and they're like don't say anything this guy will do two jobs for the price of one and you got to find out but find out before you mouth off because there could be that you suck at something and they're just like they're trying to hang i love working here but Mm -hmm. i got a question for you i feel like i'm technically i'm doing two jobs right now that's it am i first and also start off with set them up just go do i do a good job yeah are you happy with me here yeah, well, and they know right then and there the boss says, ah, he's going to ask for money. <laughs> Set him up. Good luck. And to that lady whose husband eats floss for dessert, <laughs> it's I. there's got to be a better option out there. <sighs> I met a, a lady the other day, a very attractive woman. Where was I? I think it was here. And she came in and, her, and if this is my husband, they have some company together. And he, and good, good looking couple. He smiles and shakes my hand. Dead tooth, big black one right up front. Oh. And I'm like, man, she lets that do things to her. And I, all I'd think about is there's a dead tooth. Maybe it's on order. Get some white out or maybe something, man. What the hell's wrong? <laughs> maybe yeah, there's a, a supply chain paper. one, and he's getting it fixed. But right now he's got a. Yeah. Well, like Brett time. said, then get some liquid paper and, and yeah. feign white on oh, that a yeah. little bit. It was greenish black and dead as a doornail. Mm. Big smile. So noticeable. That is so noticeable. Yeah. Wanna, if someone has a just hammer a, teeth. Just a dead. And like, why do you? Dead yeah. black one. And it's still there. Just pull it. And just say, I got punched. She hits me. And then, ah, ha, ha. And we all move on. Anyway. But I would never let that make out with me or head down south. Wow. I don't want that dead tooth touching me. That zombie tooth. God knows what I'm catching from that. That smoky tusk. Just <laughs> wanna... 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's rotting flesh. Like deer feces. Anyway, yeesh. Uh, it's 936. It's a can of uh, Tic Tacs and some whiteout. That's yeah. what that person needs. Uh, that is what Brady did. It's brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond over there at 12th Street and in Indian School. You want to head over there and see everything they've got to offer. They've got it all and MMP guns in the back. Uh, and they'll give you that loan up a buck. You want a buck? Okay, they got that. $100,000 or more? Yeah, they can do that too. It's easy. Process goes quick. And you will be amazed at what they've got. Mo Money Pong, 12th Street and Indian School. They bring you what Brady did, and that is exactly what that man just did. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.